Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everyone. It's Friday afternoon here in Sydney. It's Friday lunchtime in Taiwan. And I have a lovely guest today for episode 217. Nini Tolson is here all the way from Taiwan. How are you doing, Nini? Very well. Hi, hello. Great to see you. Everybody, you know, whatever that who's watching right now. Thank, Thank you for having me here. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. And for everyone out there, we're going to chat about the art of resilience and self-reinvention. So I'll give everybody a little bit of an intro into who Nini is. I've known Nini for quite a while. She's amazing. In 2010, Nini experienced an aircraft accident that led to a two and a half year physical and emotional recovery journey. This challenging period resulted in the loss of her job and financial stability, compelling her to embark on a journey of self-reinvention. Nini then built a multiple seven-figure business during the COVID crisis, achieving 250% growth in challenging markets. As a confident coach, she specializes in clarity, confidence, and cash flow. So welcome again, Nini Tolson. Yay! Sound drum roll. Yay. Well, thank you for having me, Darren. And I'm really excited, you know, going to share some of my story, but some of my strategy about myself. And then I hope that will bring some good insight to your audience. Definitely. And obviously, as tough of a situation your past story was, the silver lining is that you've been able to use that to propel yourself into a positive mindset, help other people overcome roadblocks and self-limiting beliefs, and your coaching business is thriving. And I want to tap into that psychology for everybody in the audience, because that's where the gold is. So why don't you tell us a bit about your background and your story, and we'll go from there. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, as you just mentioned a little bit, I think back to 2010, you know, on the fly from London Gatwick back to Dubai, you know, I actually had an accident on the aircraft. And I think that accident really changed everything for me, everything. You were a passenger or were you working? Well, I was a crew. So I was, yeah, I was on the duty. And then, you know, what just happened in that few seconds, you know, when I walking past by uh, near the back of the galley, you know, that's what, you know, I I remember it's 777 uh, ER in the back. Um, You know, with that accident, I fractured my kneecap in five different places. Um, So I had three major reconstruction oh. surgeries in and out of the hospital you know a lot of rehab so really that two and a half years was really really tough and I think not just physically tough but you know but emotionally as well so you know I lost my job which is I never done any job before cabin crew is my only job you know I wow. never done any job how before, many years so. have you been doing that for um I have uh, I had experience with three different international airlines. So if I added up total, probably close to 10 years. So, you know, lost a job, financial stability, lost a home, everything. But I think at to that point, I was thinking like, instead of just giving it up into the sadness, crying, 
I saw it as a chance. Maybe it's a time for me to start a new chapter. So I think that was the time, you know, I, I think I having that desire is that I do not want to stop yeah. be there. So I think that was a determination, you know, for me, I want to rebuild my life. So with that, with that thought, that kind of lead me to create a great business together with my husband. Like you mentioned, even during the tough time of the COVID, we really uh, experiencing a very fantastic growth, 250% in a very challenging market. So I think now as a confident coach on that path, on that mission, I do want to help more people to find their clarity, you know, to build the confidence, but also secure their financial well-being. Because, you know, sometimes we all, all of us, we all need a little bit push Definitely. to get to the next level. You know, we all get stuck in the ruts, you know, yeah. bad habits yeah. or even the dead end situation like me that time. So I think if I can turn my challenge into the trophy, I believe everybody can. I 100% agree. And, you know, we need inspirational stories like this to allow us to push ourselves beyond our comfort zone. Because that's the thing, you know, you get comfortable, you just enjoy the status quo. And then something changes with the economic marketplace or workplace, and, and then you have to make changes. But it's better to kind of foresee this and forecast this so you can start to get ready before it happens. Yes. And I and I think I see a lot, maybe you see as well, you know, during the COVID crisis, a lot of actually get into that peer of the despair. And yeah. the challenging thing is that they couldn't get out. Get out. Yeah. That's the worst part. And so I think that because I already... Kind, you know, I already experienced that before. So it's kind of my pain. I know it's painful, yeah. but I want to turn that pain into the sugar, which is yeah. what I'm doing right now. So I want to be able to help other people to get out of the rot faster. And before we go into more detail, I'd love to know a bit about your upbringing. Were you always like that? Or were you, was your family very supportive of you? growing and developing and pushing you to out of your comfort zone or what were you like growing up you know how, where did this uh, come from <laughs> i think uh my family is not very traditional asian family like a taiwanese family uh both my parents they all self-employee you know they have their own business so i think for me when i growing up i always see my parents work very hard i my dad traveled a lot you know so in my mind i always know that when you're facing a challenge, it's not for you to complain. Like yeah. that is the thing. It's like you you don't complain. You just do whatever you need to do to make it through it. So I think that's kind of the good, how should I say, the good trait I sure. get from my from my family. So, um, you know, even for me, uh, I leave my country when I was 19. So I live overseas. I live in America, Cleveland, Hawaii, and oh, then wow. Macau oh, and living um, Australia for a bit. And then, you know, living in Dubai for four or five years. So it's a lot of movement for me. And I think that really kind of my personality as well. Like I like to meet new people. I want to try exciting things. Yeah. So I, I won't say there's a lot of strength on me, you know, like family expectations. So that gave me a lot of freedom to do what I want. Because I know even some of my friends, the parent can be very traditional. They don't even want their daughter to marry a foreigner like Daniel, you know, like white face, yeah. you know, like some some family, they can, they, yeah. they, they're not open with that. But I think my parents, they're very open to it. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and the most important thing is you found 
and someone to look up to in your mum and dad in that they were entrepreneurs they were self-driven they were they made themselves so you yeah. saw that they when they had a goal they had to go after it and they had to overcome obstacles and so yeah. that that probably rubbed off on you guys yeah and i th i think like i mentioned is that th they don't complain that's the thing yeah 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 like, you know, uh, for us, sometimes what we see even in our clients is that when they're facing some obstacle, they can complain, you know, people, because it, it's easy to blame somebody else, don't you think? Definitely. Much easier to blame somebody else instead of, taking, yeah, in, instead of taking responsibility. So I think even for me and Daniel, when we having, you know, a lot of challenge in our business, we, we just don't complain. We just like, okay something wrong here, how can we fix it? That's moving forward. Right. Um, I think that kind of the trait in both of us, so which is can make, you know, the entrepreneurship a little bit more enjoyable, I would say. Love it, yep, the journey. And it's fine to obviously, you know, be upset for a day or two if something doesn't work out. But then the key is to get back on the horse and think about how can you fix it, as you just said. It's not about dwelling on what happened. It's all right, we've accepted it. Now, how do we fix it? What are we going to do? How do we go forward? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the key. And I think in life, uh, that's one thing I like to share, you know, I say with my client is that life is like a mental game. Yeah. Everything that we do in life is emotional. You know, sometimes when we're emotional, we make bad decisions. Sometimes when we're in a good mood, we make good decisions. And it's all those decisions determine the outcome. So if you not be able to manage your emotion, you suffer the consequences. Does that make sense? Very true. Well, let's yeah. actually get into that. How do you manage your emotions? How, what are some of your tips and philosophies around how you keep yourself on even keel and not reacting too much to your emotions? Mm. I think uh, after the accident, I really, you know, thought about it, asked this question, you know, what really come next in my life? And so at that point, interesting, I inspired by a psychologist, uh, Rollo May. Uh, what I see is that in his book, he talking about, you know, seeing the challenges as a chance to grow. So like I said, I didn't want to be stuck, but what do I want instead? Yep. So for me, I aim to from recovering, you know, not just physically, but also I think that mentally, emotionally, spiritually that I want to recover. Yeah. So I really focus on a lot on the personal development. I work with the mentors, some other coaches like um, Brian Tracy. Uh, we learn a lot of his uh, philosophy, nice. but also uh, Dr. Tajem, you know, he's teaching the NLP. So I also learned those things. So that really helped me to improve not just my knowledge, but also my skills. So I think one really helpful uh, technique was a timeline therapy, which is really helping me to get rid of my negative emotions, okay. but also some of the limiting beliefs that I have in myself. So after I done that, you know, of course, making my soul feel much better, but also lifting my spirit. Uh, this is a great tool. I also using this to help my clients to overcome their mental blockages and limiting belief. Uh, I think back then I also, you know, create a habit, a new habit like affirmation, but also using, I'm not here, I'm not sure you hear about this, uh, using the pendulum work yeah. to talk to my unconscious mind. So mm -hmm. those are the habits I still using it right now. So I think that really become the source of my strength to helping yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I like I just like everybody else, I face uncomfortable situation, 
Sometimes I need to take risk. You know, I need to learn from the mistake. You yeah. know, but I think for me is turning those challenges into like a step stone to lead to the destination. Yeah. So I think because when I start reshape, reprogram my mind into this kind of mindset, that really helped me to build good business with my husband, but also I think create a very strong family as well. You know, like I, I, I would say that with my family life, you know, not just the marriage, but the relationship with my children, I would say we, we did it very, very well. That's great. And I'm very proud of it. Wow. Amazing. And how do you keep your mental state sharp and positive? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you read books? Do you surround yourself with certain people that inspire you every day? What are some of the things that you do to keep yourself in balance that way? Uh. I definitely do a lot of reading. Uh, at the moment, I'm studying the psych, uh, the master of psychology. So that actually occupy a lot of my time to oh doing God. those, those studying. So which is fantastic. It's kind of helping me. I had a lot of practical experience with my clients, but now I actually, you know, want to gain different knowledge from the academic side. So that really, um, you know, complement each other really, really well. Uh, I think, like you say, you know, surrounding yourself with a really same mindset of people. And I think sometimes I make a joke with Daniel, you know, I say, oh, sometimes I feel like we don't have much friends because a lot of, <laughs> when I'm talking about friends, it's like yeah. party friends. You know, yes. you don't, you don't tend to do those things anymore. You don't drink, but right. really you surround yourself with the people like you know either having the business or on the journey to become an entrepreneur that kind of people and that really lived you know your life and your vibration in a different level so i think studying but also daily affirmation uh that's what we all do me daniel and both of our kids nakita and caesar they do that every day really every morning uh, every morning Every morning when they when Daniel walk them to the school, okay, they do it every day. And have you seen changes in your kids because of that? Absolutely. Uh, if I share one of the things, uh, my daughter Nakita, she's gonna turn eleven next month. Wow. One of her goals she set for this year is that her average point is over ninety percent. So she said that on a daily basis, you know, my goal is, you know, reach, you know, the average is 90%. And through this year, you know, this year is almost finished. She get herself in the top three in the class. So okay. what does that mean? So her average, her, her score average is actually already above 90%. Right. Yep. And and she she's a very focused kid. So we, we, we definitely, because we see that in ourselves, and I'm we not, definitely- I'm not surprised see. coming from you and Daniel. <laughs> I'm not surprised your kids are focused. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what, like even um, Daniel shared with me yesterday, our son Caesar, he's only six years old. Wow. And yesterday on the way to school, he asked Daniel, he said, hey, Baba, what's the affirmation for December? Oh, cool, cool. So now he's in so November. So Daniel gives him a different affirmation every month. Every one. month. Every month. Yeah. Wow. Because this is what we do with our uh, mastermind student as well. So in the group, every month we will change the affirmation. So when we change, we also let the kids doing those okay. affirmations cool. as well. So right. they have a little bit of fun on a, on a monthly basis. I like it. I like it. And, yeah. and what about if we go back, I don't want to focus on the negative part of your journey, but yeah. if we go back to when... You had, you know, you were 
recovering and you had all that hardship and mental emotion to deal with. Did you yeah. do anything particular or did anything, anything that you started doing then you carried on to do what you do now? Uh, I think, you know, back then was, was, was tough for me was, um, you know, I, I experienced a little bit, uh, PTSD because okay. the, the, the accident, you know, um, you know, went to a psychologist. So, yeah. you know, taking the medication. So I would say that time was really the, the dark side of me, you know, what we call is like that impact of the painful memory. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my mental health. Yeah. So I think that was the time I really think, you know, I want to do something different. I need to get rid of those mental blockages of, of myself. And that's like I mentioned, you know, that's how I get into a lot of personal development. And then, you know, I also learned a lot about emotional intelligence. That's how I really get myself out of those rot because nice. I need to start see the world a little bit differently. Um, one of the challenge also I see in people is that, you know, each of us, we all experiencing something, you know, we don't want to remember those memory. The challenging part is that a lot of people still live in the past or they haven't got the positive learning from that yeah. events. Yeah. And that's where people stuck. So even though the event has been happened to me, but now I have a different glasses, Love different that. perspective to Love see that. that. Then thing will change because I don't see that as a painful memory anymore. I don't see that as a traumatic events, even though it, it, it was, yep. but I don't see it in the same things. Yep. And that's really helping me to live up my spirit. Love it. You see it as another stepping stone on the ladder to your success and your journey. Yeah, this is a question actually me and Daniel, sometimes we talk about, you know, when I go back to my accident, I will I, I will say that, well, if if, if I didn't have that accident, maybe it will take me longer to get pregnant because, you know, a lot of crew, because our schedule is very, you know, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I know a lot of my friends when they try to get pregnant, it took very long time. Wow, okay, yeah. Yep. Okay. But sense. for me, because I had the accident, yep. I actually had more time to rest. So yep. my body, you know, more suitable to having a healthy baby. Right. And then it did because we didn't try very long, like two, three months and I got pregnant. I, mm. All my friends like so surprised, like, oh, so quick. <laughs> Great. You know, so, <laughs> and then and Daniel was like, well, blame, you know, blame him because he has, you know, good sex or whatever it is. But, <laughs> but you know, but you know, you know, like this is, this, you know, we, we talk about like a biological clock, but you know, like, because I'm not in the stress environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. so, so that's makes a different. Difference. Makes a big yeah. Difference. But also, if I thinking right now, if COVID did need to happen, because a lot of my friend, they did get, they did lost their job because mm -hmm. the COVID. But the challenge is that you know, crew is a very wonderful job. Being a cabin crew is a really wonderful job. Sometimes it's very good that you probably don't need to learn anything else. Beside of that, so some some of you know people we know that the challenge is that when they leave that job, they find it hard to fit in the real world yeah. because they probably don't have enough skill. So if I'm thinking like, oh, if this mean to happen, like COVID has to happen, I might get laid off. 
I actually got that happened 10, 20, 12 years ago because I already learned a skill. That's right. And you and when COVID came, you were already well equipped to handle it. Yeah. But if it's happened right now, like I'm already over 40. Yeah. How much time I have? Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying like I, I know like everybody having the ability to learn new skill, but right. how quick? Yeah, I can do it. So that's just uh, for me to, you know, see things a little bit differently that, you know, make me feel like, okay, I, actually the accident wasn't that bad. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Amazing. And yeah. and what do you find that you had to focus on during COVID with your clients? What, what was, what were some of the main areas that they really had an issue with and how did you help them overcome it? Okay. I think I really focusing a lot on growing the emotional intelligence. I think, you know, both for myself, but also for the clients that I work with, you know, I think for me is really being aware of my feeling, but also handle them without being too hard on myself. Uh, I think when dealing with others, em empathy is very crucial. A lot of uh, during the COVID, I would say a lot of clients that really come to us, I won't say they're broken, but they definitely have a lot of challenges. Sure. They really have to like having somebody there to actively listen to them. Yeah. They want to be heard. Yeah. So that's, that's very crucial. And I think uh, also for me to encourage them to open that communications, because only you'll be able to open that communication, you know, like we know each other. That's where the change comes. So also, I think one thing very important is also let them know that emotion play a very big role in our life. No, not just personally, but also in the work life. And a very interesting statistic, Darren, is that um, to be successful in your day on a daily basis, 58% is really depending on your emotional intelligence. I'm not I would. I would even have thought it would be more than that. Yeah, but it's actually 58%. 58%. Yeah. So, you know, each of us, we experiencing anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt, you know, from daily basis. And one negative emotion can impact your performance up to four hours. Wow. So, and you will need five positive to cancel that one out. Wow. And we all know that in nowadays in the fast changing world, very hard to find a five positive emotion. Sometimes people even find it so hard to find one. That's right. <laughs> yep. And I love that these days, emotional intelligence and empathy have become two words and two topics that we really place at the forefront of everything we do and everything we train as coaches, as teachers, and everything we learn as students. Whereas 10, 15 years ago, we didn't talk about that stuff. It was all about yeah. IQ, not EQ. Yeah, and it's very interesting because now even uh, with this semester, what I'm learning also talking about, you know, a lot of, you know, scientists, yeah. you know, psychologists, they, they're doing those research, you know, is the intelligent was learned, yeah, actually right. was, you know, in, you know, is born in, you know, with, with the trade, but we all know actually the intelligent we talk about the IQ is actually set when you were 15. Is that right? But the emotional intelligence can be improved through a series of the coaching and personal development. So that is a little bit differences. Uh -huh. So, so and, IQ is set when you're 15, but yeah. EQ can be continuously learned. Can be learned. Your life. 
yet can be learned and developed and yeah like if you know one of my clients she she's a lawyer when she comes to me you know when 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 she did a scientific assessment about her eq that time that the uh, the EQ is not very active. Uh, somewhere about, you know, uh, I remember was like seventy-two percent. So that means leave her another twenty-eight percent of potential unfulfilled. Wow. And just imagine if you can just improve that. It's incredible. Yeah, how good you will feel about yourself, but also, you know, how much money you can earn in the in your bank account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> how happy you will be. Yeah, because because she got three promotion just in ninety days, so she tripled her income. Wow! And so, how do you work with people to help them increase their emotional intelligence? I think I take a very holistic approach to support my clients. You know, in their personal growth journey. Uh, I usually customize the method for each person. Uh, I blend in a lot of variety of the scientific assessment for the mindset adjustment, but also the practical strategy and also the continued support. So for example, uh, I using DISC, I using Harmon Value Profile, I using Core Competency Index, but I also using the latest uh, AI technology, which is the voice recognition system oh, wow. to measure their emotional intelligence oh and this God. is the yeah so and you uh, this technology was phenomenal so as long as you have phone everybody have a phone all you have to do you just record your voice in 90 seconds yeah. just 90 seconds and then the report will show me 1441 your emotional trigger oh my your, God. yeah no your feet yeah, your physical health, your mental health, your stress level, but also some of the strength that you have in yourself, you haven't been able to untap. Yep. That's the most amazing part. So those are the things that I use, you know, to help my clients and can through the individual coaching, but also through the group workshop. So I think my job is really to help to lead the clients to on the path of that self-discovery, but also that empowerment. Because to me, I think the goal is not just about external success, house, money, yeah. you know, a car, but I think it's more about building that internal confidence that you have in yourself. 100%. So you can be, so you can positively impact all area of your life. 100%. Because without that internal confidence and that internal mindset, you can't, a lot of the time people get stuck and they don't push themselves past their comfort zone because they're scared. Yes. And then you never get, you never get to change. You never get to grow, but mm. it all starts from within. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes when people setting a goal, which is that I also see quite a lot is that sometimes people setting goal, not just, it's like they try to please somebody else. Yep. Yep. You know, like parents say, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. My wife, my husband said, yep. and that also will create a lot of conflict inside of themselves. So that's why I say is really have to come with that inside. You know, you, you setting this goal is for yourself. That's the main things. And only when you achieve it, you can impact other people around you. Yep. And so then what happens if you come from a strong cultural background where your family is so your family dictates so much of what you should and shouldn't do in your life. 
How do you start to build an internal framework that doesn't reflect that as much? And how do you not, how do you continue to go forward without upsetting your family? I think that's a very good question. There are three requisites for change, for the permanent change. One is that you need to get rid of all your negative emotion, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt, but also your limiting belief about yourself. Secondly, is that you need to take action, which is very important. Right, you need to. You you cannot just you know dreaming or manifesting and not taking any action. Just read about something. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like things will happen. But the thirdly is that you need to put yourself in the environment that supported you. Uh-huh. So how can you do that? Sometimes that's where's the conflict coming from. You know, I cannot kick my parents out. I cannot. You know, so I think one of the important thing is that you need to set your boundary. So what does that mean? Is that this is what I share with my clients that you can talk to your partner, even talk to your parents like, hey, I totally respect your opinion. I really appreciate that because I know your intention is good. Yeah, you the love me, you want to protect good. me. And I, yeah, you want the yeah, best the intention. Totally yeah. Yep. yeah, the intention is good. And I totally understand. However, this is my point of view. Yep. Even though it's okay, you don't want to support me. At least one thing I will need from you is that maybe not criticize me. Be neutral rather than negative. Yeah, be neutral. Be neutral. I think that's one thing very important is you need to set a boundary because a lot of the conflict coming from when it comes to communication is that like people don't know what you're thinking. We assume they know, but they actually don't. Yeah, I like that. So by not saying it, it doesn't mean they know it. Definitely. Yeah, communication is that key. So, and again, you know, because sometimes environment can be hard to manage because like I say, I cannot keep those people out. You know, sometimes I hate this boss, but I have to see this person all the time. So you always have to back to yourself, how you see, how you see the thing, how you see the people, how you have to change from you. So is where's that self-regulations coming from, from the emotional intelligence is that, we only can control what we think. Yeah, we can re- we can always reframe everything yeah. that we see in a more positive way that's going to benefit us. Yeah, yeah. So because I cannot, I cannot like like my clients say, oh, I, like she would say to me, you know, I don't want to swear, but I hate my, I fucking hate my boss. <laughs> you know, when I think about his face, like you know, like he will complain, and and that give her a lot of stress. Yeah, because she start not enjoying going to the office. Yeah. But then we need to, you know, start thinking, you know, what's the trigger? You always need to know what's the trigger and how can we avoid that trigger happen that often? Yeah, that's right. So it's really come from within, you know, you, we need to regulate that, not somebody else. I love it. And I mean, the stuff here that we're talking about is quite obvious, but it's always the hardest thing to do because as human beings. No, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. So I think in between, we also need to find what is something in between. We can break the state. Yeah. You know, you know, our mind can only hold one thought, That's right. either positive or negative. Okay. You cannot, you cannot have two at the same time. Yeah. So, and and this is some of the technique uh, I help my client is that we changing the picture in their mind. It's a little bit like hypnosis, yeah. but we changing the picture of their mind how they see this person. So for example, sometimes like me, for me, you know, can maybe sometimes I'm frustrated with certain situation or certain person. 
I will say to Daniel, like, hey, let's do some mapping across. How can I put my cat in front of that person's face? So <laughs> when I see that person, I see my cat's beautiful face. So I don't have the anger. Okay. So it's, you know, our, our mind, it will just, it's so playful. You can play with your mind in so many different ways, really depending how you want to play with it. Yeah, you can, instead of hating your boss because of whatever reason, you can start making it into a funny comic meme, you know, in your head. And, yeah, and, and well, laugh about it, keep it light. You don't have to become so emotional about it. You can change yeah. the way you frame it. Yeah, because that's what I say to my client. I say, well, can you imagine that he's the one paying your bank account? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh, that, that made me feel much better. Like she was I like, like, oh, that, that made me feel much better. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, that made me feel much better. Yeah, yeah. very true. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. And I love, Mimi, if you could maybe share with us one or two um, case studies or situations or examples of when you might have helped someone in that respect for, with their confidence and, and with their success, and they've really achieved some great results, obviously being very confidential. But yeah, I'd love you to give us a, paint us a, a little picture. Tell us a story. Okay. Well, maybe I just share one of a uh, gentleman case study, very no. similar because, because he's doing what you are doing right now. Okay. Uh, when he, when he come to me, he actually, during the pandemic, uh, he noticed that um, because he couldn't keep up his original job because he has been, you know, needs to let go. So that kind of impact his confidence because, you know, he's a man uh, finding, you know, bring the money home. So for him, uh, all of a sudden he feel like he didn't bring enough value to the family. So, you know, so he start looking down himself, you know, with a lot of doubt, you know, why I get laid off. So a lot of yeah, anger, sadness, fear, hurt and guilt about himself and questioning himself if he can find another job or do something else on his own. So a lot of self-doubt there. And through the coaching itself, first of all, you know, of course, we need to identify what's the root cause. It actually, the root cause is back to the childhood that you know, the father has been very strict on him. Always say that, oh, why are you making mistakes? So for him, as much as he wants to try the new thing, wow. he wants to be, he wants to do the podcast. He wants to, he said to me, he actually loved to speak in front of people doing those things. But at the same time in his brain, he's like, what if I make a mistake? What if I take this move? That's right. Things not going out as what I wanted. So a lot of that internal negative self-talk. Because right. in his we, mind, making a mistake was failure. Yeah, it's a failure. That's how he was brought up. So he could not yeah. make mistakes because that meant failure. Yeah. And even though, you know, now he grew up, he's not receiving the physical punishment, mm -hmm. but the look of the father right. or the, the, the language deep. of the father can make him very frightened. So when, you know, we, 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 we definitely do some breakthrough work, you know, help him to eliminate those, you know, mental blockages between we doing the tasking of, of course, one of the important tasking, because he said to me, so want to speak in front of camera, but I'm so afraid. Yeah. So what's my tasking? My tasking for him is doing uh, 90 days Facebook live. Whoa. <laughs> so it. so so you can see that from for how long first, for 30 seconds for, for, for it doesn't matter doesn't it's matter. all Just about something. it's all about that and and one of the things that when people break out to their comfort zone we have to remember is an incremental improvement so yes. if today this person doing even 10 seconds better than yesterday zero second that's good enough right absolutely so, so this is how he start creating the momentum, you know, start from 
30, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you yeah. know, and he start talking more. Can He can talk longer. He can have ah. more facial expressions. Yes. And, and you know what? I think after the, the, the whole program itself, like we spent about uh, three months together. Yeah. And after the three months, and then I help him to setting the goal, which is into his future. He actually gave himself a time frame about six months. He wants to be a- actually launch his first podcast. Right. And then he actually achieving that faster than we actually plan. So it's actually happening faster. And, you know, and I think after a few months, he got invited to just learning. But I, I know that in the podcast, you have a certain submit, right? Have a lot of um, speakers or whatever, like yeah, doing those. Podcasts. Yeah, that, yeah, like a presentation. And he actually become one of the speakers. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. He, he must yeah. be so impressed with that. Yeah, he was so happy and he become a totally different man yes. from a very shy, yeah. you know, uh, reserved person become wow. like he can actually talk about in front of, you okay. know, hundreds of people. So that's that's really amazing. Yeah. So so that's a that's a wonderful case study. And I think one another case study was um, a lady from the insurance uh, field. Uh, I think when she actually come to me was some family challenge, you know, the marriage challenge with the right. with the with with the husband. That but that the family start actually impacting her performance at yep. work. Yep. So she start losing the clients. She is not hitting the target. Mm-hmm. So that give her a lot of stress. But when we go back to, we always have to go back to the root cause. So the root cause was, you know, uh, coming from uh, one of the six family, um, she's not a favorite one of the parents. Right. So for her, she never get enough of attention, attention. and the love yep. from the parents. So even though when she get married, even the husband didn't give her enough of attention. She knows she's not happy about it, but she didn't say anything. So that kind of built up a lot of resentment, you know, a lot of self-worth issue. Why this always happened to me? So because of that, you know, of course, during the world, we need to eliminate those mental blockage. You know, like she said to me, she said, I'm, I'm not even loving myself. When I'm looking at the mirror, I don't even, I don't know who that is. I don't even loving myself. So that's a lot of, you know, self-worth issue, confidence issue. So after we eliminate that and then cause the tasking, the tasking is actually ask her to networking. Uh-huh. Because for her, for the longest time, she tried to hide herself. So, push her out to doing those tasking. No, not not like so many at the same time because that will freak people out. So you know maybe wow. like okay Sorry. yeah like yeah so like I say you know like this week that just focus you know that just target how about just one okay we do this can be going to coffee shop or you meet a new friend or even just ask your old friends out yeah nice simple as that so you know through the tasking she start building her confidence because she realized that actually socializing is not that as a threatening. Yeah, it's, it can be fun. It can be fun. <laughs> it can be it can be a good way to make good, business. It's good for your self-esteem. It can give you value, yes. self-value. Yeah, and because she started networking, actually 
because of that, she actually tripled her income as well in very oh, short period of time. Really? I think she said to me in the testimonial, she said the first 40 days, she made extra about $30,000 extra. Amazing. Yep. I'm coming to you for coaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. And then, and then she, she very surprised because she never thought she, she knows she used to have that yeah. long time ago, yeah. but she haven't seen that number for so long. And that gave her a lot of confidence. And yeah. then, you know, after the 90 days, she become the top one in her office making the sales, you know, get um, collecting those, in, uh, yeah. whatever, like an insurance plan they, they offer to her clients. And then I'm sure so, she stayed top one for a long time as well after that. Yes, because once you shift the mindset, it's hard to go back to the old one. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that. New, you've created a whole new set of habits. Yes. It's hard to start going backwards. Yeah. But in between, you know, what challenge for some people is the maintenance. You know, it's that maintenance. And then I think that's kind of where uh, our job's coming from as a coach is actually hold the clients accountable. Sometimes it's easy to like, oh, I know I need to lose weight. I shouldn't eat that chips, but I eat, slap. You know, those little things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those kind of a little bit like, you know, what we do as well to support the clients, to, you know, in the journey, they can make that change, you know, more fun, happier, easier than ever before. Because change is not easy. We all know that. No way. Change is one of the most difficult things. We all run away from change. Yeah. But, you know, like, but we all know at the same time, we all need to change. We do. Yep. Yep. 100%. Life is all about growing. Life is growth. Yeah. If and I think changing and growing, what's the point? Mm. And I think that with the COVID crisis, it really pushed everybody, including yeah. me, to really be flexible, be creative, do something you don't want to do, but you know you need to do. Like I said, say to you beginning you know like for me like i i should be on this show two years ago but i you yeah. know i kind of i feel like oh there's so many things you know it's unnecessary so like we all we all go through those things but like you said the the, the people with more flexibility control the situation and that's the person get the win and would you say that generally your clients are with you for about three months is that the general sweet spot for change um I would say that we actually have a lot of clients with us retain for very longevity, you know, okay. some people five, six year. Oh. It's not it's it's not because they, you know, the the thing is because when they change, they become better. Yeah, when you become better, you have different challenges. That's yeah, the thing. That's right. And you, and you should always be looking for your next point of growth. You should always be striving for your next milestone. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, so there's, there's very different, you know, we have a lot of clients, you know, stay with us for a very long time, but some people, they can be have very, you know, that massive breakthrough they needed. Yeah. They feel like, Hey, I can be on my own, yeah. but you know, we do have some clients like, you know, they can take off for some time and come back. It's because they're facing different challenges. They might need different strategy right. Right. to moving forward. Yeah. And, and as a coach, you have to also be very creative in how you develop the the tactics and the exercises that you give your clients to do because that's yes. you, know, you initially start to do the diagnosis and you do a lot of tests and you work out what the trigger is but then you yeah. have to work out 
all right, what am I going to give you to do as an exercise to help you grow? So that's actually quite creative, huh? Yes. Um, you know, an, another example, of course, I, I, I'll, I'll keep it, you know, not too yeah, much detail. No uh, this gentleman, he actually hasn't had any intimacy with a partner for quite a long period of time. So, of course, that creates a lot of frustration, but also his self-worth. So through the time, I actually, to start with, you know, I'm not saying it's like, oh, you're going to have sex. But, you know, the thing can be start having a coffee with your wife in the living room because he said he haven't talked to his wife like having the real conversation for almost two years wow. like i'm talking about real conversation that he said to me he feel like she's my roommate that's oh. what he said to me we live in the same house but we're like roommate so you know through those little as i first can writing the notes yeah, no, writing the notes stick, stick on the fridge, you know, yeah. so the wife know that <laughs> he he actually paying attention to her, yeah, you know, it. those little things. And then, you know, the best news I received from him and then is that he, he wrote to me, he's like, Nini, thanks to you. I love those tasking. <laughs> he said, he said, we finally have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And for, we're going on holidays for, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, for for two and a half years. Amazing. And then and, and then like to me, when I see clients can have those wings was really rewarding. Sure, it must be. Incredible. Yeah, it's really rewarding. That's awesome. And do you generally work one-on-one -on -one or do you how do you do your group sessions? Do you do it on Zoom? Combination of lots of different things? How do you work? Uh, at the moment, I'm more focusing on the one-on-one -on -one coaching session is the reason is because, like I mentioned, I do a lot of uh, mental blockages, yep. you know, those kind of things. Uh, very, very sensitive. You know, yeah. people don't actually don't want to talk about it in that's the group right. setting. That's yeah. Right. So that's how I do it. Uh, with some of the group work, I did more often uh, during the pandemic. Okay. So that is more about just learning what's emotional intelligence, you know, yes. they can learn some skill, sure. but not necessary. Uh, of course, they can implement it, but you know, student, yep. right? Yep. You know, they sometimes some people just love to learn, but not necessarily wants to implement it. So that's actually two different approach. But at the moment, I really more working on the, you know, working with the people. One -on -one. Do, you, do you do it on Zoom or do you do it live? I uh, would do it by Zoom because a lot of my clients is from overseas, from Canada, from Australia, from uh, Malaysia. So I would love to do more travel, but I think actually working at home is quite good. Yeah, it's the best. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well done. Well, Nini, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We've touched on some great stuff. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with? Any other tips or tricks or strategies that are working for your clients right now that you think might help other people? Okay. I think one of the advice that I really want to share with everybody is that embrace the change and yeah. have fun in the journey. I think that's very important, you know, uh, see growth as a, every challenge, you know, remember that confidence is, is, is a journey. It's not a destination. So I think that's very important. You know, I always believe that people have unlimited potential. Uh, so believe in yourself, you know, take bold actions and witness that incredible transformation ahead. I love it. And one thing you just said is really interesting because I always hear a great phrase when it comes to confidence. It says, confidence comes from competence. Absolutely. And as you were mentioning, when you give people exercises to do certain things every day, 
and they get better and better and better, that's how confidence is built. Confidence yes. doesn't come just from the ether. You have to build it through competence. And the better you do something, the more you do something, the better you're at, you get at it, the more confident you feel. So you just have to do it over and over again. And it built, before you know it, you're so much, you're a different person. Absolutely. Just like, you know, when I start, you know, uh, doing those debrief for the scientific report, you know, at the, at the beginning, I won't say I'm 100% confident. But now if you ask me, I will say yes, because the past, right. you know, many years, we've done 1000, probably 10,000 of the case study. So right. I know. So you know exactly what to say. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I know my craft. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing with every, a lot of people forget that confidence is not something that's just innate. Some people, not everybody is just born with confidence. Yes. There's certain traits, I suppose, that make people a bit more extroverted than introverted, or but still doesn't mean anything. To be confident, real, really confident, you have to be competent, which means you have to know what you're doing. And the only way yeah. to do that is to practice. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as Daniel said, like, this is what we share. There's only two A, alphabet A, you can control. First is your actions. Yep, I like the it. The second is your attitude. Beautiful. Which is the mindset. Perfect. Amazing, Nini. Well, how can people find you and work with you? Tell us a bit more. Well, about uh, I think your audience, you know, they can connect me through my website, ninitolson.com. You know, they can look for some of the coaching information, but also some of the resources. They also can find me at Facebook, just right. typing Nini Tosin. They can, you know, find some regular insight. I share some of the, you know, content there, but also write to me at Nini at NiniTosin.com. Yep. So, you know, feel free to reach out. I do love to connect with the people who wants to make the change, but also people already like-minded individual on their journey of the growth and empowerment. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Nini, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, we waited so many years, but it's been very <laughs> worth it. It's been an amazing show and I, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and I can feel your energy on the other side and I can feel that you really care about other people and that you would be an amazing coach. So I definitely would recommend people to go and have a chat with Nini because she has a certain energy that makes you feel comfortable and, but it's backed up with action. She's not going to let you get away with not doing it. No, no, no. <laughs> I can just see that. You're not going to get away with anything with Nini. Um, so definitely check her stuff out. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you very, very soon for our next episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Thanks again, Nini. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together, and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one -on -one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.